0: I
1: made London, 2012.
2: I am Lynn Garner. I'm the chief executive of the London Legacy Development Corporation. I have a book. It's called The People's Games. And that book was created by my partner, Chris, who's a photographer. And he came here and took photographs of people during the Games. It's a lovely little book to turn back to.
3: Hi, my name is John Zidie, Artistic Director of Breaking Convention at Sadler's Wells. And my London legacy is going to the Olympic Park, listening to all those amazing artists and performers and sports people doing their thing. I'm Alessa Sporting. I'm the
4: Artistic Director and Chief Executive of Sadler's Wells. The memory of that closing ceremony of uh, Akram Khan, Um, one of our associate artists who really took us to a different place of hope at the end of this wonderful Olympics in London and uh, that will always stay with me.
5: My name is Helene Rainsford and I am one of the new board members at LLDC. For me it was the noise and roar and support of all of the communities for our great British athletes
2: that really was my London legacy. The most striking thing for me back then was really that feel-good factor.
0: At our closing ceremony, we can say that these were a Games by everyone. As Seb Co famously said at the closing ceremony of London 2012, the Olympics and Paralympics then were for everyone. They were Games that put a smile on everyone's face and that everyone remembers. Now, ten years on, we want to highlight the stories, memories and roles of all the people involved in London 2012, big or small. And just as importantly, look ahead to what's still to come at Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. Welcome to My London Legacy. Coming up in this first episode, we'll focus on the year to come on the park, how you can get involved and how preparations are going for the arrival of world-class performing arts on the park.
4: So it's really just around the corner now, actually, funnily enough. (laughs) Though it seems a long way off, it's actually, in in terms of planning, we've got to get on with it now in terms of what will happen there. London
0: 2012 was a time where records were broken, legacy was built and memories were made. In 2022, we want to celebrate the lasting legacy of those games, look back at the decade that defined us and forward to the next ten years. The London Legacy Development Corporation is responsible for managing Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, delivering development and regeneration in the local area. Here's Chief Executive Lynn Garner.
2: It's going to be a fantastic year. 2022, 10-year anniversary. There's been so many good things achieved, such a lovely legacy and so much more to come. We want everybody to come and celebrate with us. All the people who were involved, the partners on the park now and those who are Looking forward to the next 10 years. Uh, completing the legacy on the park.
1: So what have we got to come then in 2022?
2: Well, we obviously have our normal um, event schedule. So now post-COVID, uh, things are getting back to normal. We've got Premier League football going on all year, obviously, for the football season. International netball's coming. Rugby League Wheelchair World Cup is coming this year, which is going to be fantastic, into our lovely um, venues. Professional basketball, We're hosting the cycling for the Commonwealth Games. That's a really good marker. It's a very special year for everybody involved, actually, all the way back to the original bid. What we'll be doing is, together with New London Architecture, we'll be pulling all those people in for 2022, whether you were an engineer, an architect, somebody working on the ground conditions, somebody clearing the land and, and involved in the CPO back in the day. All of the agents, everyone who was involved, is going to have an opportunity to come to the park and celebrate the anniversary with us. Everybody I speak to who's, who's been involved in this project is hugely positive about it and hugely positive about what's been achieved for the legacy project. We have people working with us in the office who were here in the days of bringing the the land assembly together back in 2005 and and prior to that those people are hugely proud of what they've achieved and they and they should be actually
1: i think we all know understand it's been a tough few years and you've got some new board members who have joined the organization but what would you say are the challenges you need to overcome this year
2: in my job there are three main elements to it that form the challenges if you like i'll start with housing getting the housing on site Uh, with the right planning and the right developers and uh, making sure that we're delivering enough affordable housing in the area, that's up there. Uh, Working with the stadium team, Uh, the most important things there of course are that we deliver really safe events and maxing out the commercial opportunities at the stadium. And then thirdly, the third big part of my job is getting Eastbank completed. We have some wonderful world-class partners coming to the park uh, for the new Culture and Education District. We're working closely with them and we're just a couple of years away now from completing that project. It's important that we bring new ideas and new perspectives, and more diverse perspectives actually. This will be uh, the third time that we've refreshed our board. And the non-executive directors are involved in the park. The executive team work closely with them. They bring their ideas and their skills and solutions um, to our problems. And so if you're working with problem solving, I think just always good to get those new perspectives in.
1: And it's fantastic, isn't it, to look back to 2012, but it's not all about looking back, is it? What do you want to look forward to this year?
2: There is so much more to come. So thousands more homes are being built on the park importantly a whole new culture and education district we're sitting here now on the park and we're looking at the UCL uh, new UCL campus uh, the first part of which will be opening this year this autumn um, pool street so at that point we will be welcoming students onto the park for the first time it will change the feel and the you know the the buzz in the park and we're so looking forward to that so many more local people are using the park So they came out and used it for exercise, of course, and that has stuck. So with our recent survey, we are clearly able to see that many more people are using this park as their local sort of uh, open-air choice space.
1: So a big year ahead, 10 years on from 2012. Remind us, how can everyone get involved?
2: Yes, well, there are a whole host of community events that we're going to be um, advertising. We'll be announcing them in a few weeks time I think Uh, so people can get involved put the date in their calendars there'll be a big community get together weekend and we are hoping to do something special for the Commonwealth Games as well we have the cycling at the velodrome as I said earlier so we'll be wanting to put some publicity around that and with a fair wind we'll be wanting to show the games so that people can come and see come to a, a free viewing of the Commonwealth Games here on the park so I'm working on that at the moment
0: As Lynn says, there's lots of ways to get involved this year. Stay with us for more details. This is My London Legacy, the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park podcast.
5: Still to come... It's not really just about sport. It's all of the memories, how it brought together our nation. It's all the incredible things that can be achieved off the field of play.
0: We hear from former Paralympics GB gold medalist Helene Rainsford on why the park is so special. As building work continues, the world famous Sadler's Wells is preparing to join the BBC, V&A, UCL and London College of Fashion in the new East Bank development in 2023. Sadler's Wells East will support artist development and training and the creation of new work. As Chief Executive Alistair Spaulding and John Z. D., artistic director of Breaking Convention at Saddlers Wells, explains,
4: it will be ten years uh, from the inception to the to the actual coming to Stratford, and it's incredibly exciting because it's a big game changer for Saddlers Wells. It takes us into a whole new place uh, in East London, but a whole new way of working, which we're very excited uh, to be doing. So, uh, and what I mean by that is that we want to. Um, make sure that we're uh, going to a place where we understand and know the communities that are around the Olympic Park um, and that they can come and enjoy the kind of work that we do in Islington but also to be able to develop and, uh, and find talent in those boroughs uh, who can then be represented on our stage and, and, in, another, and in employment. This is a b- big challenge to get that right but it's the sort of challenge we relish and it, it's, um, it's really our sort of main focus, to be honest, at the moment. Now we're coming out of COVID, we're back onto the exciting future.
1: And what's actually going to be there as far as Saddlers Wells East is concerned?
4: So the physical building is a middle-scale venue. That means it's 550 seats. So, we, uh, so we've got a 1,500-seat theatre at Sadler's Wells. So it's, it's smaller. Um, but more intimate. It's got the same size stage, it's also very good facilities. Um, It also has six studios. And that's the other big opportunity because in those studios, uh, Johnsy will talk a bit more, there'll be the um, Hip Hop Theatre Academy will be housed um, and also a choreographic school. So we're not just um, in the game of just presenting what already exists, we're also uh, developing the talent of the future. Plus, there's a very, very generous uh, foyer very generous <laughs> uh, and that's where we want people to come and to dwell and to be uh, as well as coming in and enjoying what we do on our stages there'll be a performance stage in the foyer as well uh, called the dance floor um, and we'll have community uh, and other groups performing there
3: after this great relationship with Sadler's Wells, which has been about 18 years now um, I'm really excited to be continuing breaking convention activity and hopefully doing a lot more programming in that space and developing lots of projects with the local community out there. And I have to say that um, I am a member of the local community. I grew up in Bow and we used to train in the Stratford Shopping Centre. So it feels like a real coming back to home feeling that I've got. Um, But the really exciting thing is that we're going to be starting the Hip Hop Theatre Academy in the building, which is really, really exciting. Um, It's a qualification, which will be a level three extended diploma in performing arts, and it will be targeting 16 to 18 year olds across two years. Um, And yeah, it's a really exciting thing. It's the first one that's been the first institution, I guess, that's going to be focused on the arts and crafts of hip hop culture, and how that translates to theatre.
1: I'll be honest, in preparation for speaking to you today, John I was asking people, what came to mind when you say Saddler's Wells? And I heard words like traditional, establishment. Nobody said to me hip hop. But it's important to get that message across, isn't it? That Sadler's Wells isn't just those things like tradition and establishment.
3: Totally. And and hip-hop isn't just on the streets, you know, in the same way. Um, and what's beautiful about this is that we're actually... Um, I guess getting rid of a lot of our preconceptions about what high art is and what street art is, because there is a suggestion that there's a hierarchy there. But what's beautiful about the, the, the new face of Sadler's Wells is that we're trying to get rid of all of that um, stuff and, and look at what's happening today in East London. Um, and yeah, so I think it's uh, the, the true word contemporary with a small seat.
1: And Alistair, as we get ready to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the London Olympics and Paralympics, I think back to that opening ceremony. That was a modern, contemporary event, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it was great. It did feel like that. And, um, you know, one of our associates, Akram Khan, was also um, involved in the closing ceremony. And it felt like that was the beginning of something new. Now, we didn't know what was happening, going to happen to the world in between but it did feel like a very, very good moment for London at that point.
3: I absolutely love the opening ceremony. Um, I wish I was involved a lot more, to be honest with you, but a lot of artists that I've worked with, for example, Boy Blue, um, Kenrick Sandy was part of the development, um, Kate Prince from Zoo Nation. These are artists that that have done breaking convention in the past. We've got a great relationship. And, um, yeah, it was just wonderful to see... um, the community all getting involved in the celebration and you know for me the climactic moment was that piece by akram khan which i think really summed up the the values of the event um and also really looked at the connection between hu- human beings and and it was great for humanity i think that whole show
4: and i think the really important point is that it wasn't then just followed by closing that park and you know, just saying, OK, we've done our business. The London Legacy Development Corporation have made sure that this is a continuing project and that there is a legacy, a real legacy. Um, and it's not just about uh, sporting facilities and a lovely park. It really is a lovely park now as well. It's also about culture and education. And, um, and that's happening. So, you know, it's a very, very exciting moment for, for London, but it wouldn't really have happened without that Olympic moment, actually, I don't think. And Johnsy, breakdancing is going to be
1: in the Olympics. It's going to be an Olympic sport. You didn't get the involvement you wanted in London 2012. So what about Paris 2024 for you? And your students, perhaps?
3: Oh, we are absolutely going to make that happen. Um, so, I'm part of Breaking GB, um, which is the the team set up to deliver the the um, events and all of the stuff leading up to it. and And I'm really happy to say that we're in great talks about having our Hip Hop Theatre Academy as being one of the official spaces in which the Olympic Breaking team will be um, using. Um, so that's really really exciting and you know it's all part of the legacy that we need to keep pushing because what we're doing is 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 unique Um, and what happened um, 10 years ago was fantastic for london and we just got to keep that going
0: so as we heard from ceo lynn garner earlier new and diverse ideas are crucial for the long-term legacy of queen elizabeth olympic park Helene Rainsford is a former British rower who won gold at the Beijing 2008 Paralympics and is now the newest board member at the London Legacy Development Corporation.
5: The legacy of a Games means so much of our know, home games and so much that uh, communities, not just those that live immediately around the the park, but the whole city and hopefully wider reaching right across the country. There's a lot that can be achieved. It's not really just about sport. It's all of the memories, how it brought together our nation. And at times when we are having tricky times ahead, sport and recreation is not just about the time spent on the field of play. It's all the incredible things that can be achieved off the field of play, um, such as that community cohesion, but also the self-confidence, um, self-esteem, learning new skills, social connectedness. There are so many things that can be achieved. And I hope that that will be an opportunity that we can, at the 10th anniversary, which I think is why it's so exciting, um, we can hopefully reinvigorate. Take us back.
1: 10 years then what was your role back in 2012
5: yes yeah, so i i was really lucky well well you could say lucky unlucky in some ways um that i really wanted to go back and uh, i'd been an athlete prior to 2012 and i wanted to go back to defend my title um at uh, london 2012 um but unfortunately through to injury i wasn't able to do that um but i was very lucky to be successful in getting hold of a secondment so i had a five month secondment out of the nhs where i worked um uh, in public health at the time and um, i spent five months working for LOCOG as part of the sport management team for rowing so there were a small group of us who were based partly at canary wharf and then partly out at Dorney lake and we were responsible for the delivery of olympics and paralympic games and i had a lead for for paralympic games
1: and you mentioned obviously you were an athlete so take us back to 2008 beijing paralympics yes. and a gold medal
5: yeah and a very long time ago, it feels. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. I um, uh, actually Dorney Lake, where you know where obviously London 2012 rowing took place, was where I first saw rowing. Um, and uh, I was there for for work, and I was there to appear in a photograph to demonstrate cross departmental government working. So you can imagine how exciting that was going to be. So I went along and begrudgingly appeared in the photograph, and then was you know hopping back to the car. And then I saw rowing for the first time live and thought, wow, this is exciting. I really quite like this. And uh, actually, I saw a gentleman in a wheelchair who had Great Britain rowing on his jumper. And I thought, how do you row if you're in a wheelchair? I had no concept to me as a wheelchair user. How how could you row? How could you balance a boat? How could you? How how would it work? And I got chatting to this chap and uh, went along to um, row a little bit at Ardingly Rowing Club over in Sussex, and uh, actually there was just something about being out of my wheelchair and being in a boat which was just wonderful. Um, and uh, at the time I was playing in the Great Britain Women's Wheelchair Basketball Team, but there was just something for me about rowing that I just loved. About um, it took me back to being a youngster and being a dancer. And I just I just really loved it. Um, 2008 was an incredible experience. But if I'm honest, it was very much at the time felt like a good day in the office because I was so focused on what I was there to do. And I did not realise how many people were really behind us as athletes um, back in, in the UK. I don't think it was really until we kind of got off the plane and uh, the the corridors were lined with people um, cheering as we came back into Heathrow. And you thought, oh, wow, actually, there's a few more people than me and my immediate family and friends following this. Um, So um, it was an incredible experience.
1: And the movement, the Paralympic movement has come on leaps and bounds from your experience in 2008. People describe London as being a a game changer. And then you look back to last year in Tokyo, the We The 15 campaign, for example, which has featured on a previous edition of the podcast. The movement has has changed beyond all recognition, hasn't it?
5: It really has. And um, I think that um, both internationally and domestically, I mean, I'm... um, uh, I chair the Athletes Commission for the British Paralympic Association and it, it's great to see how much um, the development has come on not just within the Paralympic movement kind of uh, in general um, and the traction it is gaining now and it's moving more from being a, oh look at those people those those you know those poor disabled people and oh they're now doing some sport isn't that lovely it's moved from that to oh actually we're here watching athletes now um, in whatever sport that might be um, for me it's not about inspiring every individual with a disability to become the next Paralympian because actually sport isn't everyone's desire and what everyone wants to do. But actually if watching the Paralympic Games can ensure that someone aspires to go and achieve their dream whatever that dream might be that's where the kind of real uh, gold dust comes comes in for, for me really
1: and you have just joined the board of the London Legacy Development Corporation how exciting is that and what a great year to join on the the anniversary plenty going to be going on this year
5: yes there are um, going to be lots of events taking place this year for me the legacy element of games, wherever they may be um, is is really important it shouldn 't just be about the time um you know the couple of weeks of olympic games and couple of weeks of paralympic games it should be about what difference do we leave behind for the communities after the, after the games and um i was lucky in rio to chair the inclusion summit um in 2016 and we really looked at what difference did we make for a young person with a disability in a favela in brazil um and for me that you know we need this is a point now at 10 years where we can really invigorate the connectivity between both games and and the local communities, but also we can push not just the sport, but all of the areas such as the arts. The, the park is so different now compared to 10 years ago. You know, there's, there's there is residencies there, there's um, uh, Saddler's Wells there, there's science parks there. There's, there's just so many different bits and pieces going on in the park now. I think when most of my friends and colleagues and I've told them about this role, they just think of the stadium. They just think of the copper box they don't think of the incredible vibrant activities that are now taking place on the park and when i tell them a bit more about it and then they kind of go wow now we can really understand why you're so excited about this helene rainsford
0: this is my london legacy the queen elizabeth olympic park podcast hundreds of thousands of people have been involved in this project since the early 2000s whether winning the bid building the olympic park venues or delivering legacy You can share your memories on social media, hashtag London 2012, hashtag past the baton. Keep an eye out for newsletters and information coming out in the next few weeks, or sign up for updates, exclusive offers and experiences at 10yearson.queenlizabetholympicpark.co.uk.